Hello everyone, welcome back to Point of Insanity Game Studios, Geekery in General Podcast. I am Al, and joining me today, my son, Alan. How's it going today? Good. I'm playing some Record Keeper. Ah, yes, the uh, which is perfect, because that is the topic that we're going to be talking about today. Now, we've talked about Final Fantasy Record Keeper in the past. Uh, we did our episode where we talked about just the, the game in general. And, and the timeline theory. Uh, yes, we presented our own uh, theory as to what order we think the games would take place in if they were intended to take place along the same timeline. But today we're going to be talking about one of the main changes they've made to the game. Now, in the like three and a half years or so that the game's been out on the global scale, uh, Japan did get the game a little bit before us. I think they're about six months or so ahead of us. Yeah, about then. So they're about a half a year ahead of us. But one of the changes that they have they make around this time each year, uh, usually either late September or late October, is they introduce newcomer draws. And recently they made a change which is quite different from what they did in previous years. The first time they did the newcomer draws they called it the keeper's choice and what that was it would let you do one draw times 11 however this was before the days of the guaranteed you know the yeah so five star. it's like you could draw but all you could get is possibly just a bunch of three star equipment or four star which back then it was just a tad bit more useful yeah, the uh, one of the changes for with the game for good or ill is that the three and four star equipment doesn't it's not as useful as it used to be for the same amount of time, if that makes any sense. And part of it is because of the guaranteed five star draws. Again, you're always going to get at least one five star uh, item whenever you do a draw. Whereas back in the old days, it used to be there were no guarantees. But what they did with the first keeper's choice draw is after you did your times 11 draw, they gave you a list of relics, one relic for each of the realms that was available at that time. And you got to choose one relic from one of those realms. So you only got one draw on that one, which, again, some of the relics, well, actually, I'd have to say that all of the relics they released back then most of them really wouldn't be as useful as they are now. Um, I remember the relic I took was Tearfing from Final Fantasy 3 because at that time I really didn't have much synergy for Final Fantasy 3. Uh, though the Soul Break was actually quite useful and I could still see it be useful in the, uh, the game today under the right circumstances. It was Advance, which as I recall is actually one of the moves that a fighter gets in... Uh, Final, Final Fantasy 3 in the remake says in the original it was just sort of they were just like the main damage dealers before you got something like the knight on the fire crystal yeah cause the way it advanced was a unique soul break for Luneth where it increased your attack by a very large amount I think it was an extreme extremely yeah it was either very large or I, I know Snowy gave you a huge attack boost and then after that, and then it, but it did lower your defense. So for the time, it was actually a quite a 
you know, very quite effective soul break. Well, moving into the second year, they changed it a bit where now instead of only they actually introduced a, a two star keeper's choice. So two phases. Uh, the first one, after you drew, you got to select a piece of equipment that uh, was a unique soul break. And then in the second phase, you got to choose after you did your draw you got to choose a shared soul break or something that boosted elemental damage. Or resistance. Yeah. For example, I believe Dad chose some, like, flame pendant from, from like, 10. And then, and also, I was able to draw one of these relics on the daily draw, the ice gloves from 2. Yep, that was on it. Another one that was on it, there was some bracer from 12, which I drew because it, it basically uh, just gave you a resistance to KO. And at that time, I really didn't have much synergy for 12. But what was nice about this second draw is it actually gave you, well, each phase you could do up to five draws. And I don't remember at this time if it was to the guaranteed fives yet. I think this still was a little bit before the G5 draws. So there was still always that possibility that you spend your money or you spend your mithril and you're getting nothing but three stars. Yeah. Now for the third newcomer's draw, they actually change it up a bit more where now, again, you, well, it was only for three realms. Yeah. Those being seven, 10, and 13. The reason why is that besides those games most likely being the most popular, there are also oh, realms that have multiple realms. It's like 7 has Crisis Core and Dirge of Cerberus, 10 has 10-2, and 13 has 13-2. I don't know if they're they're probably eventually going to release 13-3 at some point. Yeah, probably, but those were probably their most popular games at the time. And I mean, I know Final Fantasy 7 and Final Fantasy 10 are still very popular, I'm not sure I'd necessarily call 13 popular, though. Eh, mixed reviews. Yeah, the the first one I know received a lot of mixed reviews because it was kind of like a lot of people compared it to going down, walking down a hallway. But that was actually a design choice because, you know, you think about the story, the characters there, they had they were forced. They had this focus that they had to complete. So that in that case, it actually made a little bit of sense that they were forced to keep going a certain direction because if, you know, they had to complete their focus or try to find out what it was. Now, what they did with this is they gave you, again, they, there was a beginner's draw for three. I'm sorry, there was a beginner's draw for 13, for 10, and for seven. Your first one you got at half price and then after that, it was normal, but now you could draw as many times as you wanted to. As And also, the relics that they could give you was either a unique, which, like, there is some useful uniques, but pretty much all of them have lost their luster. Supers, which, as yet again, are pretty much, which are pretty much have lost, most of them have lost their luster. And then finally, there is the burst, which, now the problem is, is that because... There's probably 7, 13, and 10 were the, probably the first realms to get bursts. Not all the bursts are useful. A good example is Cloud's Burst. As his first one, 
is eight non-elemental attacks, and then the usual standard for for from com for bur- offensive burst, four attacks to one target or two attacks to all. Cloud received a second burst, which incorporated wind and gave more fancy effects. Yeah, his second burst is definitely better than his first. Same thing with Yuna. I know she was also one of the first people to get a burst, but her first burst was actually pretty useful for the time, but now it's like... Yeah, but the thing I will say is that I hated how it's like... I don't... This is just a personal opinion. I just don't really like the ones that only have a small AoE heal, as sometimes it's like, I want to heal this person, but I don't want to waste one of my hones, which is someone against the ability the t- what the burst is intended for and yuna's problem is that she both of her bursts either have an attack and then a small aoe heal yep still those oe oe heal aoe heals AOE. yes area of effect heals you know as you start to get to some of the more challenging stuff that becomes way way more uh essential uh and i i remember there was someone on the discussion board a while ago that was mentioning because I think he had drew like a shared soul break with a heel on the uh, on the daily record draw and he was you know like remember when having one of these was a game changer and he did actually have a point because again the way a shared soul break worked is that if that person could equip that type of weapon they could use it so if it was basically on a dagger everybody could use it except old red 13 Pretty much because Red 13 is, I think, like, probably, like, because he only doesn't have any arms and just four legs, he he can't really, like, like slash, like, my dad has made the weird theory is that they put it in his head, dress something, and then he, or he grips it in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah, because in the original 7, didn't he attack by, like, headbutting? I think he did something like that. Though it's like the battle animation, I can't recall it correctly, but it always looked like he ran up to the enemy and just did a somersault or something. Yeah, headbutting. But, like I said, so the, I mean, it worked okay. I mean, at that time, I think those of us who'd been playing the game since near the beginning, we already had probably just about all of the uh, equipment for 13, 7, and 10, that we needed at that time. Now, of course, we've talked about the power creep in the game before and how, you know, some piece of equipment that you got, you know, two years ago may or may not still be useful. Uh, Because I know a lot of the early stuff I got, a lot of those early soul breaks, it's like they're not really worth using anymore. Now, what they did a couple weeks ago when they did the new update Well, first they did another update before that. We talked about the daily draws, where they've actually made it more likely now that you're going to get decent equipment for the daily draws. But here's the thing with the odds. Here's the order of the star order. Three, four, two, five, one, and six. So if you get a one star, you're basically, that means that you are basically cheated out from a three, five, or six star. Yeah, and I do like what they're doing with it. Now... Uh, granted, it's not like you're pulling five stars and six stars every day, but I have actually gotten a couple of six stars. Um, I did get Joseph from Final Fantasy two. I did get his ultra, which is pretty cool. I also got, um, that, that, the, 
the the Lagan or something's Laguna. Laguna's Ultra. Oh, and I think I also got another Ice Soul Break from it too for Yaslia or something. She's the Ice Mage from fourteen, I believe. Yeah, and then you also recently pulled uh, Sarah's Chain from Final Fantasy thirteen. Yeah, I also pulled Sarah's Chain, and I've also gotten Arnea's Helm, Galoof's Unique. I think I've also gotten, like, can't remember some others. I think I may have possibly have drew, like, a dupe of some other thing. But still, it is nice that they finally did recognize that, you know, it is it is beneficial to the game to have, you know, a better rate of getting uh, five and six stars for your daily draws, and it's really helpful for the newer players who still need the three- and four-star equipment. Now, like I said, it's gotten to the point where that equipment isn't as useful for as long as it used to be. And also, I'm just going to say, one- and two-stars are absolutely useless. Yeah, they even even for newer players, those th- that equipment doesn't retain its usefulness very long. But what they did with the new what replaces the newcomer draws is now they just have realm draws. Also with these now with these new realm draws basically what they are is you can do a draw uh which is 15 mithril at first and then it's a full times 11 and I'm going to say for the draws I did I either got I actually got pretty lucky as I usually seem to have like for example I got some pretty nice soul breaks out of it. But another thing I noticed about these draws is they sort of, because of this being it, it almost, this ended up making some draws obsolete. As Dad, do you want to explain? Yeah, because the the way it works now is they introduced realm draws for Final Fantasy 1 through 15, as well as Tactics and Type 0, right. But now you can, and the first draw you got was for only 15 Mithril, which was a great deal. And then now... After you do your first 15 Mithril draw, it reverts to 50, but you can go back and draw whenever you want. Yeah, and it's burst in Legend Materia above, which it almost seems to make it have a higher odds of giving it a 6-star almost. Yeah, the I did get some highlights when I did my, because I did all of the 15 Mithril draws. The reason I have kind of mixed feelings about it, I think it's more beneficial for the newer players, because in my case now, it's like, well... Until they update the relics that they're going to introduce on the new realm draws, you know, it's not going to be new relics for a while. So, again, you're going to get to a point where most of the stuff that you'll probably get from those draws is going to be limited usefulness to you. But I did get some highlights. I did get some ultras that were nice. The reason I think they're more beneficial for the younger players is because they're less likely to have you know, a quick, a good synergy for all realms. Also, with the newer players, they have an easier time grinding Mithril. Unlike the experienced people like myself, we've completed all of the story mode dungeons, or not the story mode, the, we've completed all of the main dungeons, so for us, we don't really have a way to grind Mithril. But one of the other changes they made is whenever they do a dungeon update now, for a limited time, Realm dungeons are half off. Yeah. And you're lucky because you're at that point where you can grind Mithril now. Yeah, but one thing I'm going to say is that also, they would originally have a draw that allowed you to, for example, get like a, um, 
like a like it usually was a half price draw where you would usually add three realms on it to get like a super or something. Now that's just gone, which somewhat almost made it's it's a somewhat sad to see those gone. And also another thing is that the crystal tower draws, which were originally just made to like just give the players more stuff, like oh let's say you need some help with your ones with your Final Fantasy V synergy. Well, you can do a draw and get stuff. But on the other hand, the nice thing about it is, again, this is where it's going to benefit the younger players. Uh, let's say that you are struggling through, let's just say, the Final Fantasy V, since you mentioned that. But like, let's say that you are a newer player and you are struggling with some of those Final Fantasy V dungeons. Well, now you can go and you can draw equipment for Final Fantasy V whenever you want, and you don't have to wait till the next event. And it's also not like you're just going to get, like, I don't know, like, a super for for a character you don't need. I mean, I wouldn't say that supers are entirely useless. There are some supers that people still do use on a regular basis. Well, it's like, let's say you just draw, like, something that isn't really useful to you, and you would only, and the only real benefit is the 10 plus attack. Like, let's say you just end up just drawing, like, something like just Bart's super. Well, I mean, Deployment Tactics is a super that's still very useful. Um, Edge's uh, super, the one that gives you last stand, haste, and avoid one physical attack, that one's still very useful. So I wouldn't say they're entirely dated, but most of them aren't going to be as useful as they once were. Well, can you think of anything else, uh, any other opinions or observations about some of the new changes for uh, Record Keeper right now? Well, if the new draw system, it's pretty much like, now with this, it's like, it pretty much just sort of revamps the game, and it's not like, and with this, I feel like that the power creep may start coming into effect now. Oh, because it's like, now with all the, these higher level challenges, and now you being able to freely draw a burst and legend material draws, which, I know some super, supers are pretty much at this point just stat feeders, as heck, I still hope to get Noctis's super to this day so I can and almost fully max out his attack and also his cap that he has. Because I just, apparently, I just have a lot of stuff for Noctis and I want to fuel that atomic warhead. Yes, you do have, uh, I think you have everything for Noct except his, uh... His second his, glint in his super. Yeah. He has two glints now? Yeah. They like Noctis, huh? <laughs> He's becoming the new Cloud because it used to be that... Uh, it, it used to be that whenever they introduced something new, Cloud was usually the first person to get it. Like, what What were the exceptions to this? I know, like, the Kingdom Hearts characters were, I think, like, the first characters to get, like, Arcanes and Glints. Yeah, the Kingdom Hearts characters were the first to get Glints and, and Arcane Overstrikes. And uh, they also didn't give the first bravery to Cloud. So it was Riona, of all things. Yeah, it was Riona. And I know I've gotten a couple of them. I've got braveries for lightning and for X death. And then you have uh Um Terra and Kane. Yeah. So those are the gonna be the new power creepy items that people are gonna be looking As they're pretty for. much they're pretty much burst, but with the effect of an overstrike. Yeah, which you kinda need because they introduce the new five star magicites, which are you know, they're tough because they enter something called savage mode where they do more damage, but in order to knock them out of Savage Mode, you have to hit them with an Overstrike. 
Yeah, but it doesn't it have to break the damage yeah, cap? Yeah, that's right. It does have to break the damage so cap. So with these braveries, you can also power them up. So ability honing is also very important. As another thing is that, for example, with I, like Terra's, for example, you need to deal fire magic damage. Or can you need to deal a lightning attack, which would most likely be something like Cyclone Bolt or Lightning Dive. Yeah, and Lightning's is pretty good because in order to power hers up, you either use Spellblade or Celerity. Yeah, it's like some other characters have different requirements, like some require to use elements, some require to use... Just a specific type of ability. Like, for example, I think one of Riona's was, I think you had to use a magic ice ability, which, because she gets witch, I think you could also use like something like official shards or, or sudden, sudden freeze. freeze. Yeah, which is one of those ability categories that they've kind of forgotten. They haven't really done much with it. To be honest, some of the ability categories I don't get is sharpshooter and witch. Well, sharpshooters, they can be helpful for people that use ranged weapons. Like, for example, Titus, if you can get his ultra day to remember, what it does is whenever you, when you're in this certain mode, whenever you use a sharpshooter ability, it gives you follow-up attacks. So it's really helpful for chains. So let's talk about the new Torment Dungeons. And you never got a chance to do any of the original ones. Which, it was interesting the way they worked. First of all, they were only available for a limited time. But they did come back. So if you didn't complete it, you could always complete it later. Now the way the Torment Dungeons work is it started out as similar to a normal dungeon. The first level was five rounds the second then the second uh level was seven rounds and again these were really tough enemies and then finally you got to the boss and then when you got to the third the third level uh it was just a jump start battle against the boss so now they introduced the neo torments which instead of having to go through a dungeon it's just a bo- a straight out boss fight but these bosses are tough and in order to, but you want to beat them because, well, first it does rate you based on how long. So you always want to try to sub 30. And my dad still can't even sub 30 the first level of Deadeye, yet I was able to. And note, some of his characters are more more dived than mine, but apparently I just am more stronger. Yeah, you have better 15 synergy than I do. But the reason, this is interesting what they're doing. Um... When you do really well in one of these new Torment dungeons... You get record rubies. Yep, you get rubies, which you can use to unlock more six-star abilities. And normally you would have to get moats that are normally only available at events. Yeah, I mean, I like the concept of how you get these rubies to unlock these abilities. It's just right now the problem is uh, if I don't have the level of power creep for a lot of these things where I can get large amounts of rubies. So I've been having to be very careful with how I spend my rubies. <laughs> yeah, I ended up having to at least waste fif- uh, quite a bit of f- at least 15 just so I can at least get the six-star knight ability. I used it for a Landu, which is a pretty popular pick. As I've seen quite a bit of people on online battles usually give him, like, Makumiter, Dr. Mog's teachings, and then just have him use his ability that- and take out a little chunk of it and then just spam, spam something like Assault Sabre, Saber. Well, uh, that's just a little bit about some of our opinions on some of the new uh, changes they made to Record Keeper uh, over the last few months. So 
I don't know. It is good to see the game constantly change and evolve because that's what they need to do to keep the experienced players interested. And it, But again, they're doing it in a way that it's not completely overwhelming the newer players. But another thing is, is that with the Acolyte Archives, they're giving free relics. But another thing is that these Rel Arco- Acolyte Archives do prevent per- you character from like new players from like for example it's not like a new player can easily just as soon as they get done with the tutorial they can just wander into the torment dungeons and i do i think the torment dungeons are one stamina and like just enter and then immediately just die because of some powerful aoe attack i think they did make the power creep jump up a little too much a little too quickly though that's my main complaint about some of the changes they made, but hopefully they don't increase the power creep too much because, yeah, it's just so easy to get overwhelmed. But that's all I'd, we have to say about it for now, so I'd like to thank you all for tuning in, and have a good evening, or morning, or afternoon, whatever it is, wherever you are, and happy gaming. It was a dark and stormy night, and the hosts of the Queens of the Damned podcast had just gathered around the fire with their tomes of forgotten lore. Don't forget the wine! And a lot of wine, much of which had already been imbibed. For her part, Miranda was discussing... A history of Frankenstein, from its conception to Karloff's beloved role as the monster. And Rachel would continue with... Vincent Price. Like, everything about Vincent Price. And as the fire died down, Nikki would conclude the evening with something related to gothic literature, probably. You know me so well. Do you like listening to three women debate about the cultural significance of the horror genre? And also axe murders. I do love a good old-timey axe murder story. Then Queens of the Damned, a horror podcast, is the show for you. Find us on Apple Podcast, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and pretty much anywhere you can download a podcast. Visit us at queensofthedamnedpodcast.wordpress.com, qotdpodcast.podbean.com, or email us at qotdpodcast at gmail.com for more details about our monthly horror giveaways. Stay spooky! been listening to a program from the Point of Insanity Network. Visit us at poigamestudio.podbean.com for more shows. Follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at POI Game Studio.